Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. in the building now just before we get things underway let's just check that everybody first of all can hear me use the emojis if you can actually hear me the heart plus is where you'll find the um, emoji sign okay kairos knows how to do this come on everybody follow suit come on let's go let's go it is let's go the eye for the blind let's go d let's go matteo let's go Okay, so your emojis are working. You can actually hear me. Let's just have a mic check from our co-host. And Kairos is in the building. Chisanga is in the building. You want to test that everything is all good and proper? Yeah, What's good, I guess people? How are we doing? Well, one at a time. Come on, guys. This ain't your first rodeo. <laughs> I know we're live and everything. I know you're probably kind of like shook, but come on, bro. This ain't your first rodeo. <laughs> okay, well, put it this way. We should um, get proceedings underway as it is 9.01. So, I'm Michael Morgan, and welcome to Shots Fired, live rounds via Twitter Spaces. Now, as the name would actually suggest, we are taping this for playback, not just on Twitter, but Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and all those platforms that you consume our podcasts on. Now, over the next hour, I'm hoping to keep it to a tight hour, but we do have a lot popping off. You'll see as time goes on, we're trying to cram quite a lot in here. Over the next hour, as usual, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Kairos Bodley. Mic check, one, two. Kairos Bodley, come in. I'm here. I was here before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And next up, the irrepressible, tenacious, no-nonsense. He's a proper journalist, you know, Chisanga Malata. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm glad to be back after a near-month hiatus. I'm happy oh, to be here. Tell me about it. Tell me. We were thinking of, like, um, actually, uh, well, me and uh, Kyra were talking about replacing you. <laughs> and uh, I, I think he said, like, fuck him or something like that. We don't need him. Uh, but I said, you know, we, we do need, you know, somebody to actually, you know, fill the void, fill the space. And we we uh, we, we had a look around. And um, I think uh, your possible replacement, if this transgression keeps up, will be popping in in the next five minutes. He just DM'd me to let me know that he's on his way. But speaking of which, before we get going, can everybody in here, in the building, can everybody retweet my last tweet so that we can get this room really, really popping, even more than it is at the moment? Yeah, so if you could just retweet my last tweet, that'd be absolutely amazing. Now, as I mentioned, we've got a lot to get through and possibly a few surprise guests passing through. And it would be absolutely wrong 
to take this in front of an audience and not include you, the audience. So be ready. I can see a few of you, boy. Some of you are keen already requesting the mic. Go on. I like the tenacity. I love the enthusiasm. Um, but for those of you who don't know, yep, you can actually request the mic. The left-hand icon kind of like gives it away. That's where you can actually request the mic. Now, um, just so that we are on the same page, we've had this before, but just so you know, trolls will be tolerated. You are welcome. We will give you two minutes of fame that you are due. But if you become irritating, I'll throw you out. If you are too unsavory, I'll throw you out. If you basically become too disrespectful, I'll throw you out. In fact, you are going to have to work pretty fucking hard to stay in here. Anyway, in the time-honored fashion, the guns are now out. Our holsters are almost roasting. So let's start with, you know, I'm going to spin the bottle in the time-honored fashion. And in spilling the bottle, can you hear that? Okay, in, in, <laughs> the, 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 the bottle has actually stopped at Chisanga. Chisanga Malata, you're up first. What are we talking about this week? Um, well, seeing as he's just popped in, I think it would be remiss not to speak to Mr. Abu Dhabi, the one, the only Mr. Lerone Murphy, who's just dropped into the uh, into the Twitter space and recap his, uh, well, I think, I thought it was a 50G bonus worthy victory over Macron and Makani. So can we can we add him in? We, we, we have added him in. I have uh, sent him the mic. And I love the way that you segue there. You are a true professional because you and I and Carlos, no, you had fuck all to speak about today. <laughs> <laughs> and Lerone Murphy, Lerone the Miracle Murphy has saved your bacon. Lerone, you're in the building. Speak, my brother. Can you hear me? I, think I can. As crystal and as clear as probably everybody else in the room. If everybody else can actually hear Lerone Murphy, I know this actually isn't going to work on audio because we're actually replaying this, or you may be replaying this on any other audio platform. But just uh, give us a emoji if you can actually hear Lerone the Miracle Murphy. Well, no one's going to give me an emoji. Is that how you're going to leave me hanging? Getting embarrassed <laughs> in front of company. Wow. Okay. One Two. person. Okay. Well, Lerone, as my man Chisanga has, you know, rightly said, it would be remiss of us not to actually ask, you know, first of all, how the devil are you after what was a spectacular return to Fight Island? I'm beaten. My guy is the living miracle. And um, we're pleased to have you on here. Yeah, man, anytime. But yeah, if you're talking about talking about the um the bonus, I feel like I definitely should should have got it. But that's like the these pros and cons when you're fighting on them big cards there. Obviously the big boys always get the bonuses, that's how it works. Um but at the same time I get the exposure. But so it's just one of them, man. Obviously I'm sad I didn't get it, but it is what it is. We move forward. Now I know Dana is gonna sort you out. I know locker room bonus um, attention is going to be given to Lerone Murphy. Please tell me that you and him had a convo because that was a pretty spectacular knockout. He loves a finish. And the fact is, I mean, you're unbeaten on Fire Island. Please tell me that he addressed the situation behind the scenes. Well, we've not, I've, not, I've not heard anything yet, but I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure they will look after me. But um, I don't know what they're going to give me, but um, hopefully it's something close, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. I don't really want to hog proceedings because 
as billed at the top of the hour, this is going to be an interactive discussion. It is going to be the live version of Shots Fired, but obviously with an audience. And like I mentioned, it would be kind of like sad if you guys just sat down there, you know, not getting involved. But before that actually happens, Chisanga Malata, the person who actually instigated this um, exchange of word because he had nothing to talk about, I'm going to bring you in, my brother. Uh, thanks for airing me out for the fact that I came to the podcast with, with, with no topic. Now it's 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 good to good to speak to Lerone as I introduce you, Mr. Abu Dhabi, because sadly we've not seen you fight in the in the UK on uh, as a as a UFC fighter. How, how would you reflect on 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 the win over over Macron? Obviously, there was the the first round where, as you quite rightly said, you said you were a bit off, and then that led to Macron being dominant in the in the grappling exchanges but then obviously you made the switch up you listened to your coaches you switched the stances you realized which way he was dipping his head and then that was all she wrote so how would you assess the performance overall uh, do you know what um i was being hard on myself saying oh i let him do this but when when you get taken down by somebody so good on the mat you have to be safe and that was the game plan anyway make him work keep standing up keep making work make him burn himself out but stay safe don't get submitted in the first round and it all went to plan um, I stay safe I felt I felt like in the last minute I could hear him breathing heavy his grip was getting weaker and weaker so I knew that it would be a matter of time before before I started um, letting off my shots and forget the finish so when we went into the second round um, I was warm then it took me long to get warm I couldn't get going in the back in the locker room, I couldn't get going and I just felt a bit off. So once I got that first round out of me, I was ready to go then and it, it was going to be a short night from then on. Can I just yeah, jump in there? You, you you spoke about feeling off. What does off, for somebody like yourself, a high-level athlete, what does off actually look like? What does that feel like? What do you mean off? Well, that's the first time I've ever felt off as we speak. So the way only way I can describe it is being at a training session that that you don't want to be at almost and just being like like I, I just felt like I wasn't pumped and ripped you know normally I go out on a fight I'm pumped and ready to fight like I'm switched on I just I just felt like I was at training almost and like it was weird man I can't explain it man I don't know why it happened but I almost felt too too relaxed like or just just going with the flow almost Oh, okay. Sorry to jump in there, Chisanga, but that did intrigue me. No, no, it's 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 cool. It's cool, and and obviously, I I think on paper most people will agree that the win over Macron is arguably the biggest of of your career on paper. But do you weigh that up higher than the victory over uh, Ricardo? Because obviously, Ricardo was the the first win in the UFC. Which one do you hold in higher regard? Uh, I think I think. I don't know. They're both the both the both different wins. I beat mm-hmm. I beat Ramos. He was an up and coming at fight like top prospect at the time, um, and I think he was coming off a few wins. And then I beat Macron. Macron's come off on a few losses. So, but Macron's obviously the bigger name and the better opponent. He's been in there with the likes of Eds and Barbos, the Shane Burgos, all of them guys. And on paper, people saying that. Macron's a bad matchup for me. He's he's dangerous on the ground. He's a good wrestler, and he's experienced. Everyone was saying he's a bad matchup. So to go and go out there and knock him out, is is massive for my career. So I think I feel like this this fight's the biggest fight for me actually. Fair enough. And 
of obviously I couldn't help but notice that your your old pal Zubaira and and Ricardo were actually in action against one another. Is that one that you want to you want to get back? Because as everybody in here, I'm sure they they all watched it. We all know that that fight wasn't deserved. Well, shouldn't have been scored a draw. It's not. It's. I'm looking past him now. I'm kind of look. Mm-hmm. I've got my eyes on the top fifteen now. Really, I'm not really. Try, there's, there's too many fights fights in that division for me to go for to um, be chasing after somebody I've already fought. I I know I won the fight, so that's all that matters to me. Um, but yeah, obviously it's, it's in his hometown. That's why I got the draw. But I'm I'm way past that now. And last one for me. When when we spoke in Fight Island in January. You said you were still Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in at Man United. Is that still the case now? Nah, it's not now because <laughs> I don't think I don't come on, man. Look at the squad we've got, and it's like nothing's changing. We obviously need we need to change something at the top, really, because I feel like all them players have played. Well, not all of them, but most of them players have played with Ole, and it's a different type of respect. It's a different. I don't think he can get them going like a like a um a older top level manager would be able yeah. to get them going nah, fair enough alright that's the final question for me I'll pass you back to Mike good yeah. speaking to you as always man alright my bro just before we move on to Kairos Bodley who I know is chomping at the bit and uh, he wants to run off his questions um, official racks official racks you now have the mic if you want to uh, approach the mic and uh, be kind well Official racks left the building. Okay, so over to you, Kairos. Mr. Murphy, do you recall the last time you were in spaces with us? Yes. I recall you saying something along the lines of, there would be name calling. There would be shouting. <laughs> you would name your target after your next victory. Uh, you know what? It was all a blur. It was all a blur. I, mm. couldn't, even, I couldn't even think straight I didn't even do you know what I had like a pre not pre-prepared speech but like I had something I wanted to like kind of say and stuff but I just didn't no, no, good morning I don't, I don't know what I was thinking oh it it looks like we've got official racks in the building so if we just pause there Kairos official racks um do you want to come in with which I tried to connect to you earlier there was obviously a, a gremlin official racks what's what's your uh, what's your what's your point what's my what Oh, what, what what did you want to raise with Lerone or indeed uh, the rest of the Shots Fired crew? Oh, I didn't even know what this was, to be honest with you. I was just coming to like, chill and listen to what was going on. It's my first time, to be honest with you. I'm a content creator. So, okay. You know. Well, thank you for that, Official Rax. As you were, Kairos. It's all right. We love having guests. My question is, well, since you had, what, three, four days now to think upon it and clear your mind? And lest it be uh, cloudy once more, who are you calling out? I'm going to ask you directly. Who, when, where, why, and how do you get it done? Uh, I feel like I feel like the fight to make at the minute is probably Alex Caceres. He's Ooh. just been he's just been ranked. Um, he's on a five fight win streak, and I feel like that's that's probably going to be the next fight if he's not matched already. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think that was a. I feel like that's an underrated call out too, because he has close to I think like fifty professional fights, and they keep underestimating. He's he's good. He's very good, and it's like, bro, I'm just at the point in my career where it's like, bro, I, 
I want to take these risks and I'm not scared of losing. I'm not scared of, I'm not bothered. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not bothered mm-hmm. about this undefeated stuff. I just want to get to the top. So what, whoever I need to fight, I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to fight. That's solid. Another matchup that is one of my favorite matchups that's coming up is Yair Rodriguez versus Max Holloway. I yeah. got to know who you're picking in that one. Oh, Max by a mile. I feel like there's different levels. <laughs> there's different levels in this game. Trust me, you'll see. You'll see that there's, there's levels. Okay. okay. I'm a huge Yair fan. So although I think Max is going to win, I'm cheering for Yair. I hope he gets that upset. He's good. He's, no, he's, he's very good. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like the top three, top four, are just a different level than mm-hmm. five to ten, if that makes sense. No, you're valid. You're valid. I agree. I'm intrigued, um, Lorraine. Sorry, Kairos, if, if if you if you wanted to jump back in with another question, but um, whilst I just cue this one up, I noticed that I mean last month was Black History Month, and I even tweeted when uh, you secured that incredible KO victory. You know, Happy Black History Month, but it made me pretty sad because. I didn't actually notice anything from the UFC acknowledging Black History Month. And I didn't actually notice anything from BT Sport. Is that the kind of thing that gets on your nerves or you didn't actually see that yourself? You didn't actually um, notice anything? I didn't notice it myself, to be honest. I wasn't, wow. I was, I wasn't aware of it. That, that kind of thing just kind of like is definitely under your radar. What do you mean? Well, you know... It being Black History Month in the UK, the, you know, mm. up and down the timeline, uh, various organisations were actually acknowledging uh, black athletes. Um, I didn't in the see sport. it anywhere. To be, I didn't wow. see it anywhere. To be honest, I must not follow anybody that. <laughs> I just, uh, do you know what? I think I follow about a hundred people on here or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all fight pages or fighters. Really, it's like I don't really, I don't really come on on here for anything else. I just post what I'm posting and come off. Do you know oh wow. Okay, but no, it was noticeable because you know, all right, they had their gaff last year where you know BT Sport um, instead of throwing to David Hay to give his perspective on Black History Month, they threw to Steve Bunce. Now it was hilarious; <clears throat> it was a wicked clip, and um, it still made me laugh even this year. But it made me feel they would come hard this year, and they'd really, really rectify that and. Um, Especially, you know, you, you do see black talent, um, I feel, overlooked in the UK. I thought that they would actually yeah, showcase course. that. Of course, man. We, come on, we already know that. It's, it's, that's plain to see. Like, come on, bro. Look at, if you, you got you to look at, let's, let's just, um, I used two examples for you, yeah? Mm. You've got Rocky Edwards, the best fighter in the UK. Yes. Don't get no, no recognition at all. I know he's a quiet guy, but... You don't get no recognition at all, no backing. Mm. He's the best fighter in the UK by a mile. Um, even even me, I've had four fights in the UFC against two, four of the best fighters outside of the top fifteen. I, I didn't get no promotion by even the U the UFC Europe page or the BT. Really, I got one one post. You get you get the some other fighters are not going to say no names, and it's like they get twenty posts on the new page. And we know went, who. Do you get what I'm saying? It's mm. like, but I don't want to put it down to, to, to racism or anything. I don't know what's going on, but it, it, it's a bit mad. And, and there you go. And that's why, you know, it's good to get your perspective on it because it rankled me, annoyed me. And, you know, OK, I'll cut to the chase. It pissed me off, given 
first of all, what you guys bring to the table, but it was just the gaff of last year that could have been rectified by coming hard this year, and especially earlier on this year where we saw Mike Chandler as the face of Black History Month in the US. I thought, oh, come on, you guys are going to really um, pull out all the stops. But no, nothing. You know, in the building I've just seen, and she can now speak, is G. What's going on, G? What up? <laughs> Long time no speak. Okay, it was just this weekend, just gone, but still. Right, right. It feels like three years. How you, how's everybody doing? What's up with the look at my Wokecast people up in here? What up, y'all? Shots fired. Shots fired on a, on a Wednesday. Yeah, World yeah, yeah. On a Sunday. <laughs> you've, <just> forgotten. <laughs> you've forgotten that time, that short time you've been away. But anyway, I'm, I'm interrupting. You, you're about to pose your, your question. No, no, I don't have any questions. I was just listening. I'm going with the flow of things. You know, I just jumped in here. I'm at work, but I just want to say hi to everybody. But I'll hop in with some questions when I get some, Mike. But I'm just, I'm so happy to see all of you guys. Chisanga, Kairos, Mike, I have missed you guys dearly. Oh, well, how's the Larone look in that chair? Because look at that top table. Kairos, Chisanga, Larone, and me. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Shout out to you for that knee. Beautiful. Beautiful knee. Anyway, um... Still on listener questions and um, those people in the audience have, have their hand up. Patiently waiting. Dave Fretz, the mighty Dave Fretz. What have you got to say, <laughs> my brother? Hey, Michael. Good, good to be on here, man. Uh, thanks for this. This is really cool. First off, I just want to say really love this uh, setup. Uh, it's, and I was just uh, fascinated, uh, especially with the conversation um, regarding Black History Month. Um, and I don't want to sound uh, ignorant at all, but I, 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 I find this really fascinating. I wonder if you guys know, or um, Ron, maybe if you know as well too, is there anybody in, in the UFC, sort of in the upper management, is there a black representation there at all? Because it seems like anytime Black History Month or anything like this comes up, it goes sideways every single time. And it, it's blatantly obvious, um, especially this last time. I, I, I don't doubt that maybe somebody had, uh, was trying with Michael Chandler, but it, it, it was one of those things that just sort of gave off secondhand embarrassment. And I'm just wondering if there's anybody even represented there um, that, that could help with this because it, it was awful. Not, not, that, not, not that I know of, but to be honest, I've not even... It, it, yeah, I've been ignorant to it at all. I've not really paid more attention to it. I didn't even know myself, so um, I don't know, really. I don't know. Hold on. Chisanga, you may know her name. There's a lady who works on the US side. She's more on the PR front. I forget her name. Surely she could have stepped in or, or would have stepped in or hopefully stepped in. I, I think her name is, is, is it Lorraine? I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, I, know, I know exactly who you're who you're talking about and the name is just escaping me you know just you know when you know something at the forefront of your mind it's yeah. just gonna come to me it's gonna come to me at the most obscure of hours but yeah uh she, she works more on, on on the pr side of things and uh and there is there is another gentleman called called dave but I, I, I can't remember what in what capacity he works in but um yeah the, uh, we're, we're not very well represented let's let's just put it that way yeah i mean Sorry, I just just to finish off the thought here, I, I just find that really fascinating, you know, because 
on my timeline anyway, there's a lot of chatter about that each time it happens. Um, and I just want to bring up, for example, um, the anatomy. I, I think probably most people saw um, the anatomy of a fighter, team fighter, whole scenario that just happened recently. And I was really thankful to see that Will was able to uh, put that to rest and, and get that righted. Um, but it just seems, you know, that, uh, or they should, the UFC should learn from this and uh, get some help with that because it's just, it happens so often now. And, and uh, you wonder at what point will something kind of slow down the machine so that they can take care of these kind of things, or if it's just too big now to even almost care about that. Do, do you think that they even care about that? Um, it's frustrating to see, I mean, because it happens so often. Fully agree with you, my man. I'm not sure what Lorraine's take on it, but it's clear that they do need assistance. It's clear that things are definitely getting missed because of the size of the organization. And it's clear that, you know, there is help out there if they do want that assistance. But just moving swiftly on, because we, we, we are swiftly running out of time. I said I was going to keep this to an hour, and we're still on Chisanga's topic. Um, Combat Sports with Rano, the, the podcaster's podcast, is in the building. If you haven't checked him out already, I've never seen this done, and I never hear it done, but I have to big up podcasts which are really, really firing and which get me fired up. You can look no further than Combat Sports with Rhino in terms of knowledgeable combat sports commentary, and um, he's about to speak. Well, I certainly appreciate that kind introduction, my dear friend Mike Morgan, and I do want to preface before I get into my question for Lerone that my name is in fact Rhino and not Ronnie, because the last time I was on this show, the guest mistook, or there was a miscommunication, and he called me Ronnie for the remainder of that interview. So, uh, Lerone, thank you very much for uh, doing this. This is a very awesome forum. We're all really stoked to, to, get, to get to talk to you, dude. Um, my question for you is this. For those of us from over here in the States, the preeminent or the premier uh, regional mixed martial arts uh, organization over in the UK is cage is cage warriors. You didn't fight for cage warriors on your come up, dude. So you made it from uh, Celtic gladiator, full contact contender, evolution of combat. These other regional promotions. Was there a specific reason that you didn't fight with cage warriors? And then uh, second part is how did you like kind of first get the call from the UFC right from a regional promotion to heading over to being a part of uh, the UFC journey, man. Yeah. So basically um, on the, on the come up, my, my coach must have had some problem with some other coach and pure politics. And basically our guys wasn't allowed to fight on cage warriors in, ah. in the beginning. So that's, that's why, that's why I wasn't on there. But I, that all got um, pushed under the table and I was actually matched to fight um, a former title holder just before I got signed to the UFC um, and that was going to be in no the November and I ended up getting signed in August or September. Now, you see, that just speaks to the strength of Rhino and maybe it's the bass in his voice, but I swear, Lerone, this was the first question that I asked you last year and you sidestepped it. And now look, Rhino yeah, comes in. Rhino I told you. I told you <laughs> no, Rhino comes in and look, sidestep. Well, I'm glad we actually <laughs> got here eventually. <laughs> You're killing me. I told you that. 
<laughs> but anyway, moving swiftly on, um, <laughs> Lorraine, I'm not sure if you want to dip now as we have hogged your 30 minutes or if you want to stick around in the hot seat um, until the hour's out. How are you doing for time? Just get, I've, got, I've got about 10 minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to crack on then with uh, Kairos's uh, item. Kairos, what do you bring to the table this week? Well, listen, we were talking about how the UFC just says fuck everybody else. I want to talk about the fact that they stole this man's idea. We were talking about, the, I'm sorry, the art of fighting. Oh, I, I always get the, the, anatomy, the, the anatomy yeah. of a fighter. <laughs> the, the anatomy of a fighter. The, Uf, he, the guy who does that recently tweeted a few weeks ago, he never got paid for the Conor McGregor Dolly footage and was like, I'm making noise now, three years after the fact. And didn't seem like it got anywhere. Lo and behold, we uncover that the UFC has their own segment that they're creating called the, the Anatomy of What? The Anatomy I, of a Fighter. It was yeah, very, okay. very similar. It was a very, very, very close riff on that title. I just didn't want to put words in their mouth. They basically stole this man's idea, and I guarantee he ain't get a single penny for it. And there's a lot of people saying that he has legal recourse and has an actual case against them. My question is this. Is there any scenario whereby he can win? Because most people are saying he's just going to get drawn out in court and lose. I think he might be able to win. I, I like the fact that you're bringing this to the table. I'll tell you why. Because within literally 12 hours of raising that, bringing that to the table, the internet, and that is the MMA Twitter internet, banded together and said, fuck this, this isn't happening on our watch. Now, I don't know if it was because of the direct result of my man getting in touch with the UFC, but literally within the space of that conversation being brought to Twitter, it was rectified and they are no longer going to be using that as their brand identity for that particular uh, tranche of um, vignettes that they're creating, video vignettes. So it just speaks to the power of MMA Twitter. It just speaks to the power of um, individual creators speaking up. And, um, you know, in this particular case, yeah, he won. He fought and won. I don't know oh. what's happening with the Dolly footage, though. Don't quote me on that. Allegedly, um, the UFC have not paid him for that. And to date, I've not seen anything to reflect the contrary, as I say, allegedly, because I don't know for sure. But um, I know in the case of this whole um, vignette that they were bringing, which was very similar to the title that he'd actually created, they are no longer going to be doing that. That's no longer um, on the table. So, yeah, it just speaks to the power of MMA Twitter. Yeah, but I bet the UFC is going to call it the biology of a combatant. <laughs> or the anatomy of a fighter. <laughs> They're just going to switch the word. <laughs> Where's the synonym for anatomy? Biology. <laughs> Let me chill out. <laughs> I don't have what, any further questions, Your Honor. What, what, what's, what's your take, Chisanga? Sorry. Uh, uh, just microphone issues. Yeah, I'm still in the dark about the, uh, the Dolly footage, so I don't want to speak too much about it. But, I mean, if I was him, I'd feel well and truly hard done by because we all know the millions upon millions of views and arguably millions of dollars that the UFC have, uh, have, have generated from that footage. But I was happy to see that everybody bandied uh, together when they saw the, I think, what was it, the anatomy of the fight team that they said uh, well, that was going to be their new segment or, or what have you. I'm glad everybody bandied together and said that 
nah, you're 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 not doing uh, you're not doing uh, well dirty like this. Not not again. But yeah, hopefully hopefully he gets some recompense for the for the Dolly situation. But I mean, it could take a long long time. And because as Kyra said beforehand, he could get tied up in litigation for a very long time. And that neatly segues back and. Uh selfless uh, promotion or selfish promotion is going to be undertaken. Now, Lerone, what are you doing in terms of uh, your personal journey and in, in videographing and having that uh, um, actually captured? Because I know, a, I know a man, I know a team, I know a videographer who's not dusted down his camera for a while who would love to spend a day or two capturing the likeness of Lerone Murphy and especially in the run-up to what is arguably going to be one of your biggest fights and that is your next outing in the UFC. Put him in, put him in touch, bro. Yeah. <laughs> put him in touch. Well, I'll send you another WhatsApp, shall I? Yeah, send me a WhatsApp. <laughs> we'll get something sorted, bro. Okay. Um, just to take a few more listener questions um just a sec just adding to speaker arman arman what's your what's, what's your point you're bringing to the table in this live edition of shots fired your mic should be live arman arman having technical div ah there you go arman unmute your mic and uh state your case gangster Well, yeah, we can hear you. Hello, Laron, you okay? Yes, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was watching your fight the day. You did really well. Thank you. It was a good fight, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, man, that was very good. Yeah, um, some of my sons, they want to come to your gym soon. He's a man to stop him, isn't he? Yeah, how old? How old? Uh, one is uh, 22, one is yeah. 23, and one is uh, 19. Yeah, send him in, man. Get them in. Yeah. Uh, huh? Yeah, they're, they're coming soon, yeah. Yeah, send them in, man. The timetable's on the um, website or the Instagram. Get, get them in. Get them time to come down and train. Okay, Lauren. My, uh, I'd like to introduce myself to you. My name is Raf, yeah? Yeah. And my sons uh, are Arman. Yeah. Naeem and Jordan. Yeah, man. Send them down, yeah, bro. Hopefully, hopefully you'll remember them names. Yeah, they'll be coming soon, my friend, yeah? Yeah, all right. No problem. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks, Laron. Cool, brother. Cool. Take care, man. Cool. Fantastic. Thanks for that. Thanks. Uh, Raf. Now, um, if there's nobody else who actually wants to jump up at the moment to actually take the mic just before Laron gets going, I wouldn't mind bringing my point to the table. Now, you would have seen it on my Twitter timeline that um, over the past few days, a um, lady versus man um, showcase fight had taken place over the, I think it was over the weekend. It was a Polish intergender MMA fight. It made it to the second round over the weekend <laughs> before the referee put a stop to the fight between um, Piotr Moiboy Lisowski and arm wrestler Yula Suzuskiak. Now, see what I did there? See, G, you, you, you're, you're proud of me. See the way that I just kind of like manned up there and uh, went, went full ham on, uh, on, on that surname. But anyway, <laughs> you would have seen the actual um, footage. Now, my question is this. 
it's probably not what you're expecting. Am I out of pocket for being really, really annoyed and really, really um, upset and kind of like wondering how this got sanctioned? Or should I kind of roll things back? I'll tell you why I'm asking about rowing back. On a separate but related matter, somebody stepped into MMA Twitter um, over the last 48 hours and wanted to ride for black people and was talking about the plight of black people and was talking about how they're um, suppressed and oppressed. And um, Colin Kaepernick was uh, basically not helping things. Now, he thought that he was representing for the for the cause. He thought that he was riding for our people, but it basically was put across in such a horrendous, haphazard and clumsy manner that it kind of like backfired. And I, I think, you know, MMA Twitter rounded on him. So it made me kind of like pause. It made me kind of have a bit of self-introspection because the way that I jumped on this was disgust, was dismay. And I felt as though um, I, I, I hopefully was putting forward the right points and making the right points and arguing in the right way. But it made me also question, you know, looking at that, the optics on that, Am I out of pocket for trying to ride for this this woman and 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 basically defend her honor in saying what was she doing in there? How was this actually um, sanctioned? Or 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 I mean I, I'm sure you saw this, Lorraine, right? What what's what, what's what's your take on it? I haven't personally, but bro, nothing surprises me in this world nowadays. It's it's, it's a mad world, man. It's like. And when you when you actually jump up and say and like defend a situation or something, you looked as as like discriminate discriminating people or or do you get what I'm saying? It's just yeah. a mad world, bro. And it's just like it's just you just got to obviously certain things you have to you have to stand for, but it's, you just got to let, let let that weird shit just happen, bro. Because the world's just getting weirder and weirder, man. But, but that's why I raise it because. You know, I don't want to be that guy where people say, bro, you know, the way that you kind of put that, it's kind of like almost as though you're, 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 you're oppressing women's rights. Yeah. It's perfectly within her wheelhouse to be saying, I want to fight a man. Who are you as a man, as a cisgendered man, to be coming up here and riding for women's rights? Just shut the fuck up and fall back. Chisanga, what do you reckon? No, I, I think you're you're well within your rights to ex, to express your uh, your dismay and disgust at, at at the fight. I I personally didn't watch it. I saw I saw I, I saw the like maybe like two seconds in the clip, and I just said to myself, "I'm I'm I'm not going to do this because we we're we're all well versed in the reasons why um, why male and female fights aren't, aren't aren't sanctioned. We don't need to 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 get into the, the meat and bones of it." It, but as as Laurent said, no, nothing surprises me nowadays. The world is getting weirder and weirder. But I um, I understand your concern and why you might feel as if you went too far in the paint and that you speaking from the perspective of just being a cisgendered man. But at, at at the same time, that shouldn't stop you from 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 expressing expressing your feeling on something that is well very emotive as well because nobody wants to see uh, a, a, a man hitting a woman in in any capacity whatsoever so no i i, I have no issue with you um with with you with you calling it out and 
but but then again, I'm sure there might be some people on the opposite end of the spectrum saying, "Oh well, you have no right to comment on this, and the the, the lady in question can do what she wants." And and let's not forget, remember uh, Jermaine Durandamy knocked out a guy in a boxing match. I think it was 2016 or 20. I can't remember how long ago it was. So that could have been an example that people threw in your face. But I don't think you did anything wrong. And shame on that so-called mixed martial arts promotion and i use promotion in air quotes for for even sanctioning that kyle spudley me personally didn't want to see it won't watch it don't support it i feel like that's all i got like i didn't see the conversation that you um you exactly were involved in so i don't really have the context but i still was just like if I would have saw it, I probably would have been like, yeah, this ain't it. And I would have just left it at that. See, there's us as uh, three three testosterone-filled men talking about this. I want to throw it out to the audience. Gee, I want to I bring you in and see what your take is on this. Mike, I was away. I'm at work, so you don't have to keep it pushing without me. <laughs> Okay, we're, we are going to keep it pushing unless there's anybody else in the in the audience that wants to um, jump in on it who is not a man because I, 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 don't, I don't want to fall foul of um, actually being totally inclusive, especially the issue that we're talking about here. Well, Mike, give me a summary real quick. What's the issue? I'll jump on this. Basically, it's the uh, the man versus woman clip that I put up. Oh, my up. God. Yeah. And, and, and I, was, I was basically making sure that me riding for this, because I personally, deep down, didn't like it. The optics were horrible. It, to me, was almost as though it was domestic violence, but with spectators. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. But on, on you know, self-reflection, it made me think, well, maybe me riding so hard for this is being oppressive and is being suppressive, because there were women out, out, out there who probably are thinking, well, hold on a minute. Who are you to be speaking for me? I'm perfectly within my rights to be uh, wanting to go out there and beat up men. Who are you to be writing for me? So I just wanted to sense check that and just double check that I wasn't speaking out of pocket on it. Mm. I mean, I don't support that. That just, to me, doesn't seem very entertaining. It seems a little bit more freak show-like for like men and women to fight each other like that. I, in fact, I just saw a clip of some organization having a fight like that. And it just looked like a fucking circus. You know, I know there's probably an audience for it, but for me personally, I don't really want to see that. I don't even want to see a new weight class in the UFC. Like, I don't even want to see a 165 division. So you, you barking up the wrong tree. I definitely don't want to see men and women fighting. But if, you know, like uh, GDR had a fight where she fought a man and she won, I'm not going to hinder anybody or, or, or go hard for anyone that wants to do that. But I can't say that I would watch that or find it very appealing to me at all. No. Okay. Well, in the, in the dying embers of the show and the fact that we've still got Lerone uh, in with us, I want to quickly segue onto this weekend's fights. Now, I must say, we are spoiled this weekend. We've got UFC 268, we've got Bellator 270, and a huge super midi middleweight unification title fight between Saul Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. Now, quickly just swinging around, um, between UFC 268, Bellator 270, and of course, Saul Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant, what is everybody looking forward to? I'm going to start with Larone. What are you looking forward to this weekend? 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Osman Colberton and the Chandler Gaethje fights most. Just out of interest. Just out of interest. Who have you got? Kamaru Usman or Colby Covington? I think I don't think anyone's beating Usman at the minute. You know, I feel like Usman's just come just just too well rounded now. I feel like I feel like he's the better striker, and Colberton's not going to be able to take him down. So. I feel like it, I feel like it's the same result this time round. Okay, maybe even an earlier KO. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Jisanga Malata, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to to the main event as uh, as as Lerone said, but I'm also looking forward to the debut of the future Ian Gary on the mm. prelims. That is that's. that's I, I really and truly believe that, the, well, I don't want to say the UFC have done Jordan Williams uh, dirty, but I think they've <laughs> they've kind of set him up to uh, to be on the receiving end of a grandstand finish. I mean, for people who don't know, Ian Gary is a former cage warrior as welterweight champion. I believe he's 7-0 and now. He just beat Jack, uh, Jack Grant in his last fight in the cage warriors to claim the world title. He's arguably, I think he is the biggest prospect in Ireland at this moment in time. And I firmly believe he's going to make a statement this weekend. So wouldn't be surprised if we see a highlight reel finish from him. And the other fight I'm looking forward to the most is the rematch between Rose and uh, and Whaley. I, for some reason, for some funny reason, I just see Whaley edging it. I, I really do. I see her making adjustments. I see her getting on the inside, and yeah, I, I see her re- reclaiming the title. Then we can have an epic trilogy fight between the two of them. You see, as you stole my thunder, and you've uh, you've mentioned Ian Gary versus Jordan Williams. I mean, that is what I'm particularly looking forward to um, on the UFC 268 card. I, I love his energy. I love the fact that he's got this self belief and indomitable spirit and this will to kind of like succeed. And I loved his journey. Ian Gary's story is incredible and almost as though he has talked into manifestation or he has manifested his talk because everything that he has wanted, everything that he has talked about on the come up has actually happened and it's happened in quick succession. And I I commend him on that. I love people who actually realise their dreams. But speaking of which, in terms of realising dreams, I'm also looking forward to the co-main event of um, Bellator uh, 270. James Gallagher and uh, um, uh, Mr. Mix. Um, For me, Gallagher is four wins deep and his defeat at the, well, since his defeat at the hands of Ricky Bandeas. And um, what I love about this is his tenacity because that was a shocking knockout. That was embarrassment of all embarrassments. I mean, imagine the talk in the run-up to that and then to be sparked like that and then to come back and to come back emphatically but I'm going to cheat I also um, am looking forward to um, Fabian Edwards and um, I I like the fact that originally he was going to clash uh, Charlie Ward and that for me was the fight that nobody had actually asked for but as soon as it was actually suggested I was like yes I'm in on that so to see that kind of like dragged away, uh, you know, there, there's a bittersweet moment. Bittersweet in the respect that Fabian Edwards is still on the cards. I think it's Robert uh, Pato, his, his name is, that has uh, quickly been flown in. It's his debut on um, Bellator. And, um, you know, after seeing, you see, I, 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 you, you guys 
rein me in a lot. I've got my favourites, Lerone being one of them, but Fabian uh, being another. Um, after he dropped those two losses, you know, after being seen as the golden child, um, you know, it was hard to see him like lose to Austin Vanderford and um, Costello Van Steenis. But this hopefully is him back to his winning ways. And um, I really don't feel that, you know, this guy Rob is on his level. This is going to be like a first rank round KO and um, him laying down an emphatic statement and saying, look, I'm back, baby. But speaking of back, baby, Kairos Bodley. What about my back? <laughs> nah, well, you're, you're back on the mic. I was joking. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm dropping down on the prelims a little bit for this one. I want Phil Haas and Chris Curtis just because I feel like Phil, he's got a lot of momentum. He's got so much momentum. I think he has a lot of promise in the middleweight division. Needs a few more people to make it um, a tad bit more competitive, to be honest. Sangha, I heard you say you're picking Whaley over Rose. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? Nothing to say? Okay, cool. But <laughs> I don't like that pick one bit. I don't like that pick one bit. And I think one other fight that I'm interested in is Ally Akinta and Bobby Green. Just because I like Bobby Green and I like Al too. Their fighting styles, at least. I'm not like, you know. But I think that's going to be a nice, nice little three-rounder. I think that might that might be a performance bonus or a fight of the night winner. You know, the reason why I was gobsmacked and uh, almost... Um silence there when you mentioned Nami Yunus and uh, Zhang Weili, uh, Weili Zhang, was, I, I was, with a sense of trepidation when um, Lorraine was speaking, I was going to tell you who my pick was for the main event. I'm going with Colby Covington. I'm going with Colby Covington for this oh. reason and this reason. Oh, but hold on, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Don't, don't, don't what? Shoot don't shoot me yet. <laughs> wait, wait. Don't revoke my black card yet. Wait, wait, wait. His pace is incredible. His ferocity is incredible. I don't feel, feel as though he managed to actually get into second gear. And I feel, I really do feel, if Kamaru is taken down into the deep waters with Colby Covington, I feel that we're going to see a decision win by Colby Covington. I really do see it. I can, I, I can feel that we are dealing with a different Colby Covington this time round. Because remember, last time he was in his feelings. He was so in his feelings that I think that the game plan went out the window. I feel as though everything that he planned for was kind of on emotion on the day. And that wasn't what he planned for. But emotion took over. So, okay, now that I've actually let that uh, out the bag, come on, I, I can take it. I'm a big boy. Go on, Kairos. How fucking dare you? How dare you do this to us during February? Well, not February, during your Black History Month. How fucking dare you? You got some goddamn nerve. Well, it was last month. I mean, it was October that was Black History Month. It's, it's not no, November. We're keeping, it, we're keeping it until the end of November. <laughs> How, you got some damn nerve coming in here and saying this shit. You got some nerve. I wow. think Colby hasn't improved whatsoever since the last time they fought. He has little to no activity. Kamaru Usman has improved leaps and bounds and has been active and has fought tougher competition. I don't think any person rational is going to pick Colby Covington over Kamaru. I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't even, I thought I knew you. I thought we were close. I thought I would take a bullet for you. But after hearing that, I might just turn the gun on you myself. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, there's a few people who want to 
chime in. Thomas, your, your mic's live if you want to, um, well, I suppose, gun me as well. Take it away. Um, hello? Thomas, you're live, yeah. Yeah, um, I just saw Lauren Murphy in here. I just wanted to say, um, I've been following him ever since he fought um, Zubaria on UFC 242. And I just want to say congratulations for your win against Matt Kwan and McCartney. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Many more to come. Yeah, I'm from London. Big fan. Oh, yeah. JP, Prince Perry. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Come in. Okay, I just wanted to voice my opinion on your pick of Kobe, and I think you might be right, but for a different reason. Thank Even you. though I have been under four. Speak on that, brother. I do think that something that nobody is talking about. I think that something that no one's talking about is the fact that Usman is looking a lot more buff in every single bout. And I, I hear what Kairos is saying about saying that, you know, Usman's more active. But Kobe's been active this entire time. He's been in training camp this entire time. I, uh, I'm a member of American, uh, the American Top Team Gym. So some of the guys I've been talking to, I think one or two of my guys have actually been uh, working with Kobe or they've worked with him in some regard. And they say he's been in camp the entire time. And I think that's something no one talks about is the lactic acid buildup that we saw happen to Usman. Thank you. And I feel like one of the reasons why that uh, Kobe did so well against Usman is due to his natural pace as well. But something that Burns uh, didn't do that Kobe did, and people thought the Burns fight would go like the Kobe fight because of similar build type, is that Kobe sort of let that, even though Kobe had an intense pace going on, it wasn't an active pace as far as he wasn't just throwing and throwing and throwing with heavy intent, wearing himself out like Gilbert, like uh, Burns was, how Burns was really trying to get him out of there. Kobe was more so like a Darren Till type fighter where he was just in his face the entire time, just having that pressure. There are different types of pressure in a fight. And I feel like we might see Usman, if, if Usman loses, which I, which I think he doesn't, I think it'll be because, like you said, the deep waters, uh, the lactic acid buildup in his muscles will start to slow him down. And we might see the body start to go, then the mind will go. And I think if, we, if Usman loses, I think it'll be by KO. I think if Kobe wins, I think he knocks out Usman because Usman just gets tired. Usman overthrows because Usman has been getting in love with his striking. And I think Kobe finds that, that maybe that counter too. And I think he gets it done. But I want to say, just for the record, I think Usman gets it done in under three Maybe under four. That's what my money's on. However, if Kobe wins, I think it's by KO. He catches Usman because Usman's too in love with his striking. Imagine saying Usman is in love with his striking after a knockout that he did on Masvidal. That just, those two things don't really add up, but okay. No, but I see it's a it's a valid point though because yeah you, you see fighters they get a couple knockouts and then they as as JP said they literally fall in love with it and they go yeah. they go searching for it. But I don't know if you uh, well, speaking of Will Harris who spoke about him beforehand he posted a video of uh, of Trevor Whitman speaking to uh, to Kamara after I think it was the Burns fight and he was basically saying these knockouts will come don't come looking for them or what have you. So I think he's got a, a good level head. Uh, in, in Trevor Whitman ad advising him, but JP also raised some uh, some good points about the the lactic acid uh, buildup. But I think that will only happen if they get into wrestling exchanges. But I do, um, oh, in my heart of hearts, I believe that Colby is going to try initiate wrestling exchanges, mainly for the fact because he wants to be the first person to ever take down Kamara. 
which well, I think I, I can't remember how many people have tried, but they've they've all failed. I, may, I even remember Time Woodley tried ad nauseum in their uh, in their I think it was UFC two thirty five fight, but he, he was he was unable to do that. So I think Colby's route to um, to victory is getting is is getting Kamaru tired, getting that lactic acid build up, and then potentially a TKO could be there if he then cranks up the the volume, cranks up the pace, but. That being said, man, it's it's difficult to difficult to look past my African brother. You know what I mean? I I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't I can't I can't in my heart of hearts pick against him. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a very very tough fight for him. But I'm I'm gonna say Usman in three rounds. Kairos, you've been patient, my brother. Listen, JP, they aren't gonna tell you the truth, but. I'm an honest person, so I'm going to tell you the fucking <laughs> truth, okay? Here's the fucking truth. One, you're out of your fucking mind. If Colby is going to win this fight, ain't no way in fucking hell it's going to be by a knockout. Ain't no fucking way. That boy ain't putting nobody out with them fucking hands. Ain't no way. First of all. Second of all, did you notice something different about the chat before you started talking and after? Larone left because of you. They aren't going to say, but I'm going to tell you right now. Larone Murphy left because of you. He texted me right when you were saying it. He's like, I'm out, bro. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I was like, okay, go in peace. Go in peace and serve the Lord. He was like... Next time you put these together, make sure he can't come in. I was like, I will. We're not letting his ass in. So I just wanted to let you know about that, too. No, but it's funny how you've actually um, glossed over the point that both JP and myself made about when were the later rounds actually draw near and are pulling him into deeper waters, the lactic acid, he's going to be seriously depleted in terms of energy. You're not addressing that. Why is that, Kairos? Because why, we're counting you... on ifs. We're counting on ifs and survival. This entire plan hinges on it making it that far. Y'all have, like, you have yet to tell me how in the opening rounds, how he's going to pressure Kamaru into this point whereby he's not landing his shots and also wearing down on Colby, too. Because it's going to be a high output fight, too. So Colby's not going to enter those rounds fresh either. He's not going to enter those rounds. We're, gonna, we're acting like Colby's going to be 100 in the fourth round and Kamaru isn't. Both these guys are basically the same level caliber in terms of in terms of cardio. I'm not even going to entertain that. Not one bit. JP, I'll allow you to retort. <laughs> okay, <that's funny. laughs> that was funny, Kairos. But not. I do have to agree with what you're saying on them being like the same level of cardio. However, I think that we're going to be in for a surprise uh, looking at the fight itself because I think it's not going to get active until the later rounds because I feel like both fighters are going to be like very strategic because they, kn they know what the other one can bring. We know it's two of the best, the absolute best in the entire division. And regardless of what Usman's talking about breaking his jaw, regardless of what Kobe's talking about when he says, oh, Usman didn't really hurt me, they're both, they both definitely know that, you know, the other one's packing heat. So I feel like it's not going to get busy until round two and it's going to crank up in round three and round four. But I feel like Kobe will still put the pressure on him, which is why I said I feel like the lactic acid will play a part because I feel like it's going to be pressure more than actual like volume activity. But like I said, I, I didn't say Kobe would win. I said that I think Usman wins in three or four. But if Kobe wins, it's due to the fact that he gets Usman tired due to the lactic acid buildup. He catches Usman, who's fallen in love sort of with his striking, looking at, you know, how he's addressing the media and everything like that. And I think he maybe he slips Usman after Usman overthrows. And to address Gina saying that, you know, it's kind of weird that I said that Usman's falling in love with his striking. <clears throat> if you look at his media uh, posts and everything like that, whether it's on his IG lives or anything like that, he's, oh, he's, 
he's you know he's he's hyped up by himself like he's talking about boxing Canelo and shit now. So I feel like there's nothing wrong with you know improving as a fighter. Although I do think that he needs to realize what you said about Trevor Whitman that the knockouts will come and that as long as he doesn't pursue it early, he's got it in the bag. However, like I said, if he overthrows, if he overcommits, if he falls in love too much, which is a very real possibility because he's gotten famous after all these knockouts. He's gotten famous after he TKO'd Gilbert Burns, after he knocked the fuck out of Masvidal. So we, we might see a, an Usman who is just like Connor, too focused on boxing, too focused on the knockouts. So you never know. MMA math isn't a thing. You never know what could happen. Fighters change. The game plan changes. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Okay. Spoken like a true professional. Well, well we're not we... factoring in Brexit. Remember, Kobe Covington said he lost because of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> we're not factoring this in, right? <laughs> well, we don't have that long to wait. We're only a few days away from UFC 268, and we're going to actually have this ball now. And um, that reminds me, Kairos, haven't you got some shots to drink? Shouldn't you be 12 shots deep? We're going to wait until next week where we are going to have you unload those 12 <laughs> shots because you think I've forgotten our bet. You think I've forgotten that you have actually 12 shots to drink because of your, uh, your lack of judgment in coming up against moi. I didn't forget. You're the one who opted for this without video. This was your <laughs> idea. Don't, don't put it on me. Don't put it on me one bit. Okay, well, that about wraps up this episode of Shots Fired Live Rounds. It has been incredible. I like the interactive for- forum, and I we, we definitely have to do this again. And um, as I mentioned, we haven't got that long to wait until UFC 268 trundles round, Bellator 270 trundles round, and uh, Alvarez versus Plant trundles round. It's going to be an incredible weekend full of fights, and um, look after yourselves in the run-up to that. More than likely, we'll be doing another Spaces. Hey, Kairos, G, Jazanga. I'm down for it. I'm, I'm down. down. Boom. Done deal. Okay, catch you guys at the weekend. Take care, guys, and thank you all for listening. Later.